all things New Orleans Saints. This is Who Dat Discussion. Powered by Overtime Media. What is up, Who Dat Nation? Welcome into another off-season edition here at the Who Dat Discussion. As always, I'm your host, Andrew Galata. You can follow me on Twitter at Andrew Galata. And then also, you could follow the Who Dat Discussion on Twitter at the Who Dat This. We have another very interesting episode in store for you guys as we're going to be talking about the NFL preseason or maybe the lack thereof an NFL preseason. Kind of look at the talks that the NFL and the NFLPA is going through right now and a lot of interesting updates. So we're going to get really right into that. And then also... There was an interesting article by Bleach Report linking Drake Kirkpatrick to be a good fit for the Saints. And obviously that's coming after Nader Murphick's report where he said that the Saints were interested in Drake Kirkpatrick as well. So we're going to talk more about that in the Saints' need of a cornerback and if they should go after a cornerback, should they go after another position first and kind of get all into that. But first, I do want to start off with this NFL and the NFL preseason because the NFL agreed to cut the preseason back to two games. And to me, this is very interesting. So they're cutting the first and fourth preseason games, which I think is an interesting idea. And I think it's a good idea, actually. And now we don't know if the whole preseason is going to be cut. We're going to get into that a little later. But at least the, the first and the fourth. And I think this is not a bad idea because, first of all, the fourth preseason game is a throwaway anyways. We all know that no starters play. It's going to be all those players that may not get on the roster, probably won't get on the roster and they're kind of just playing for a spot for their job. If, even if it's not with the team they're currently on, it could be from another team after they get cut and stuff like that. So the fourth preseason game isn't a big one to miss. First preseason game too, that's a lot for the rookies. It's a lot for some new players just to get little little by little on. But really, it's not a big deal. And really, the two middle ones is where you get your starting offense and just everything comes together against another team. And usually, those games are very, very helpful. So I thought, look, cutting that first and fourth preseason game not that big of a deal. And a lot of people are saying, well, you know, look, you have that extra now week of training camp and just with your team. And I think that's actually more helpful than a first preseason game. So to me, that's also another reason to cut the first preseason game and the fourth one's pretty much a throwaway anyways. And you really get to prepare for that first week of the regular season. So to me, that's really good too. But the main thing is what a lot of people are saying, should we have any preseason? Because this is an interesting one. Because the players don't want to have any preseason game. They just want a basically just training camp where they get to basically go through everything. They can go through the mini camps, go through the OTAs, go with at least they missed. And then they can go to kind of what they usually do in training camp. And then you can play that through and then you get ready for games. And I don't know if this is the best idea. And I'll look for the players and they say they want to do this. So look, first of all, you're going to acclimate it with your team. And then also it's for player safety because you're only around the 53 guys that you're all on your team, you're not traveling and playing other teams, like all that stuff. There's no moving parts. So again, that's definitely to me very valid. And we've already talked about kind of the medical side and like, I think the NFL, they got to get things in place. And I think they will get things in place. I don't think health is a big issue here. I think it's going to be more about other things and really, especially for the preseason, getting players acclimated. And you'd rather them get acclimated with their own team first before you go play other teams. So that's why I understand why they cut two preseason games, and I'm actually fine with that. I think it's a great decision. Now, what do I think about cutting two more? And that's where it gets wishy-washy for me. Because, look, I I do understand what the players are saying. And obviously the health is the main thing. But assuming the health is 
kind of banged out because look, what's going to be the difference if you're playing really when that third preseason game's playing? It's going to be around August 30th at this point, and the second one's going to be around August 23rd. So that's kind of what we're looking at right now. And then the season would start the 13th, September 13th. So really, we're talking about only a few weeks in between. Like, I don't know how much is going to change in those three weeks regarding to the medical situation. So I I think that, look, if we're going to have a season starting on September 13th, I think we will be ready to play, at least medically-wise and safety-wise, I think we'll be ready to play the 23rd. And And there should be no issues to play on August 23rd. August 30th, and then go into September with your games here. So to me, that's not that big of a deal. And again, that's just another thing where I do think that the NFL will be safe to play in August for preseason. Now, the thing is, will the players be ramped up enough to play other teams? Like, will that cause injury and stuff? And I think that they should be at least by that second preseason game, if not that third, I think for sure you got to be ready by your third. Because if you're not ready to at least play a preseason game by August 30th, probably not going to be 100% ready to play that first game of the season. Now, that's just my opinion here. And agree with it, I disagree with it. But, I mean, that's to me, like, by August 30th, are you ready to go by that point? That's going to be very interesting. And maybe the NFL will cut the second preseason game and do a little compromise with the players, which I think would be fine. But again, I am a little wishy-washy of cutting all preseason out if you're going to go on and play the season in September and start regular, which is kind of the plan right now. And to me, that is very interesting to see how you look at it. And look, the players, they do have some valid reasons. And I do think, look, the medical stuff has to be worked out. And look, you need to be able to get a good testing system in place so you can do this. And basically what the NFLPA is saying is that, look, we don't know if the medical is going to be ready because you haven't told us. So, like, we don't know the justification of playing those preseason games because obviously preseason is not as important as the regular season. Like, we don't want to risk really our players for preseason games. And to me, there has to be no risk. And hopefully, I think that you're going to have no risk in August. or At least that's my understanding. If you're going to play, you have to have no risk. And I, I do think that they'll be able to achieve that. So, to me, look, I understand that the NFL PA hasn't really got that justification yet. And I bet the NFL is working on that. But they got to put that in paper. So to me, that's going to be very interesting. And look, the player representatives, the NFLPA says we don't want any preseason games because not only because of the health situation, but also we got to get these guys back ready to go. And we're going to need every minute with their team to do that. Not really that wasted time against other teams. And again, I don't know if that's a wasted time, especially in that third preseason game, because really what the NFL is saying is that, well, we should play a few games here to kind of make sure our testing system works, our game day protocols work, and we can do that in the preseason. And let's just say something goes wrong and we have to cancel a preseason game, that's not going to get as much as a big flack on it and then if they had to cancel a regular season game. So if we get everything kind of worked out in the preseason, the regular season will be a go with no problems. And that's to me, is a really great reason to play. Like, we can get everything worked out in the preseason, the regular season... We were ready to go. And to me, that, and you can test all of your stuff to see if it works, all of your protocols you put in place. And again, I, I do think that the NFL makes sense in that in that respect. And if you don't want to play any preseason game, you're kind of missing that. And then you have to kind of work out all your protocols week one and hope they work. Now, I don't know about that. So maybe you want one test run just with a week three or the, the week three preseason, see what happens there. Maybe that's something you look at. It's going to be very, very interesting. But again, the pre at least first two, pre- or the first and fourth, excuse me, there 
preseason games will be canceled. And that's kind of what it is. And again, I don't think that's a big deal. Now, if they cut the whole preseason, I think it kind of would be a little bigger of a deal. But if we're ready to go in September, September 13th, Saints Bucks, to me, that's it's fine. And I do think that the Saints are one of those teams that won't lose so much in not having a preseason game. I think that some teams would lose a ton by not having a preseason, especially a team like the Bucks, who have so many new pieces in there, a new quarterback. Like You want to see how that works out in a game setting, and you won't be able to do that under having no preseason games. So it is going to be very interesting to see how it works out. And to me, look, I would like to see them play at least one preseason game just to kind of make sure everything works, kind of have just a test run. And if it goes wrong and you don't play the game, let's just say like whatever happens, it's it's just, it's not safe enough to play. Well, then you're like, okay, well, at least now we're, we know what we're going up against for the regular season. And if we have to push things back, we can do that. But like going in, having a really good training camp and never playing a game and kind of just hoping that your system works. It's something that I don't know if you want to do. I think you at least want to play one preseason game. That's just my opinion. Now, if it's not 100%, like, no risk, and if there aren't vigorous testing protocols in place, then I don't think there will be a preseason because maybe that's just not available yet and not going to happen yet. But look, other sports are doing it, and other sports are doing it to some success. And obviously, the NFL is going to get to see how the MLB comes back, which is starting incredibly soon. Like, I just saw I'm a big New York Mets fan, and the Mets will be playing the Yankees in an exhibition game on the 18th, July 18th. So baseball is coming back to play expedition games quickly, and that's going to be something to look at. So to me, I think that at the end of the day, I think it will be safe and no risk for these guys to play in August. Now, the question is, will they want to play, and will they be ready and geared up to play at that point? And... Look, maybe the time is better well spent in training camp and really getting their own systems worked out. But I do think just one game, at least one, I think would really benefit the league. So we'll see what happens. But again, that's just my opinion on it. But before we move over to talking about Dre Kirkpatrick, I do want to get into this quick note. So this was reported by Tom Pelissero. And what he said was the NFLPA was informed that today the NFL proposed 35% of players' salaries to to be held in escrow to help manage costs during the 2020 season and per sources because obviously they won't have fan or at least the same amount of fan revenue than they did before. And it's just one option on the table if revenue is impacted by COVID-19. And to me, this is a no-go. And you saw Michael Thomas say, no, 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 this is not happening. And especially, you know, you guys haven't even given us a full system of what we're doing health-wise. Like, you got to get that all together before we're even talking about cutting our salaries. And to me, the NFL players are going to want a prorated salary just like all the other leagues did. And they're going to get it. And that's just kind of is what it is. And what I'm scared of with reports like these is the NFL goes through the same thing the MLB did, where it was just no one was budging. The owners were not wanting to even give prorated salaries. The players weren't full on the game amount like we don't even know how many games they wanted to play and they wanted to play a ton of games the owners didn't want to play as many games it was just a whole mess and the NFL from this report seems like they're inching closer to that mess and they're obviously not there and they can definitely kind of skirt around it and it won't be a big deal but look the NFL and and the owners and all those and all those guys like if they're going to take a big hit in 2019 in 2020 excuse me with fan revenue and look, they're going to do the advertising across the first eight rows or whatever it is 
which is a good win-win. We talked about that before as well. So I think that's good, and that's going to help gain some revenue back. But the NFL would still lose from not having fans. And I think that they're just going to have to take that loss at this point. And the loss that you would take now, because you, you let's, say this, let's say they played 16 games and you had a loss, right? You had a loss, but the NFL played 16 games and everything was good. You had a Super Bowl. Like, the ratings were through the roof. You had amazing TV ratings. You had a popularity within the sport. Because, obviously, with all this other stuff going around in the world right now, everyone's going to gravitate towards sports to just try to get away from a little bit. So I think that ratings would go up. And especially with people not in the stadium, you're going to see an increased number of ratings as well. And you're going to get money there as well. But just to go back to what I was saying, so you're going to have more popularity around the sport, more excitement around the sport. That will give the league more money in the future. So taking a hit a little bit this year or a fraction this year will help you gain money in future years. And that was something that the MLB missed. Because if the MLB was playing for the last month, you would have saw a lot more excitement around the game and they would win money in the future. You're kind of losing now to gain in the future. And I think that the NFL would do that and should do that. And to me, that's what they got to do. And look, if it's a loss, and now we don't even know if there will be fans. Maybe there's going to be fans later in the season, like around December. Maybe for the Super Bowl, they're going to have fans. Like, I don't really know. Like, I don't think anybody knows. So right now, look, you got to play the season. You got to go through with it because if you don't, that's going to bring big pessimism to the sport. And you're going to lose even more money in the future, which is what baseball is facing. Now, with football, if you play a full season, there's excitement. There's fans watching on TV, like really invested, fantasy football still going on, so you still got that industry going on. Like, and all that stuff pairs together, the NFL really would be able to kind of use this and parlay it into future gains. And I do think that's what they should do. And hearing things like this, now this is only one option, but again, this shouldn't be something that the NFL does propose because the players are going to want prorated salaries and they're not going to budge until they get it. And that was the same thing with MLB. It's going to be the same thing. And what you heard Michael Thomas said is like, look, everyone's going to sit out until the NFL gets their stuff together. I mean, like, I mean, between this and I bet the health as well, the NFL's got to put out a plan. And look, I, I, I know that we've seen like little reports from like Adam Schefter saying, oh, they're going to do everything in their power and they're doing so many things. Like, that's great. But I, I would love to see the NFL put out like a plan. And like, this is everything we're doing to keep players safe this is everything. And, there, and there's going to be no risk involved in this. And I think they will do it. I think it's just taking them time. But I think they should do it before training camp. And that's just my opinion on it. And we'll see what happens. But it seems like that to play here in 2020 and play in September, the NFL and the NFLPA are going to have to agree on something if fans aren't allowed. And that's something to be watching here and worth watching as we move closer and closer to this 2020 season. But before we get into some Drake Kirkpatrick talk and talking some kind of fits for the Saints at the cornerback position, and if they should go after a cornerback here instead of some other positions... We are going to take a quick break. You are listening to the Houdat Discussion Podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back into the Who Dat discussion. 
And now we are going to get into talking about a Bleacher Report article where they said that Saints and Drake Kirkpatrick are a really good match and that the Saints should definitely take a look at him as we're getting closer and closer to the season. And to me, look, the Saints have obviously done a lot in this this free, free agent period. They obviously got Malcolm Jenkins, Emmanuel Sanders, James Winston. Like, they definitely made some noise here. But we obviously seen the Saints interested in Jadavion Cloudy and a defensive end. We've also now seen them interested in a cornerback with Drake Patrick. We saw there was interest there a few weeks ago when Nader Murphick reported that there was some interest there. And to me, when you're looking at Kirkpatrick, I do think that this is a good fit when looking what the Saints need at the cornerback position. Because what the Saints really need is a veteran third guy, just in case a Lattimore or Janoris Jenkins gets hurt, you have a third corner that can do an admirable job in kind of replacing one of these guys just in case of an injury. And when you look at what Kirkpatrick can do, I think as a second cornerback, he's not awful. And he reminds me a lot of Eli Apple. Like he doesn't have the best ball skills, but he's pretty good in coverage. And he's that guy that can do some solid things back there. And look, kind of just take that position and just kind of shore it up, make sure it's pretty good and do a pretty good job here. And I, and I do think that he can do that. He's a guy that's also pretty good at tackling as well. And w- when you look at what he's been able to do, he's been just like a pretty solid player in coverage. Always been around that kind of 60 PFF range between like 60 and 70. Like he's had a few seasons where he was in the low 60s, some few seasons where he was kind of in the high 60s. He had one season where he was over into the 70s, which I thought was very good as well. In 2016, that was his best season. He had three interceptions that year. And he was a guy that, to me, did a really good job when looking at it. And he was able to have his best season when you're looking at what he was able to do. The ball skills were there. He had the interceptions. He had the pass deflections that season. He had good technique. And he's always that guy that to me, it reminds me of a lot of Eli Apple, but like he's not an up and down player like Eli Apple. Like Eli Apple will look like he's the best one time, and then the next play will look like he's the worst. Kirkpatrick's not like that. He's just kind of in the middle there. He's an average player. And as a third cornerback, you'd like to see that. And at this point, he hasn't gotten signed. So he's probably going to have to take on a backup role at this point. Like that's kind of the facts. And I do think that a team like the Saints does fit him really well because if he comes in and plays, it's a really good situation. He's playing as the number two guy. Like, not all the pressure is going to be on him when he comes here. And to me, that stuff is all really good. And look, he was a first-round pick, and maybe you can kind of bring him back to that form. Because look, it's in there. You saw it in 2016. He had a really good year. And then 2017, 2018, 2019, it wasn't like he played bad. It was just average. I mean, that's all you have to say about it. It was kind of just an average player. And 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 I do think that when looking at it, that's not bad. That's not, like, great as well, obviously. But it's just kind of right in the middle there. And I and, and I do think that as a third guy, that's really good. Because especially when you have guys on the outside that have played very up and down with P.J. Williams and Patrick Robinson, look, they're really good on the inside. But when you move them to the outside, you have seen offenses really kind of pick on them. And to me, you had a guy like Kirkpatrick. He's definitely an upgrade over those guys. So just in case an injury does happen, you have really a starter level guy as your third corner. So to me, that would be really good. And that's a great fit. And I think having a veteran there, like he's a vet guy, he's not a young guy. Like, I think if they brought in Eli Apple, I don't think it would work out as well because Eli Apple needs his morale to be really high. And I think he needs that starting role to really get into a groove and play well. I think when you look at Kirkpatrick, he's a veteran guy. He can plug and play and do his job to a good level. Like, he's a guy that's not going to be up and down. He's going to be just a solid player. Look, he's not the best player in the world, but maybe he is a first round pick. So maybe you do see him elevate. But again, I think he's a guy that will do his job well, especially 
if you do see an injury to Janoris Jenkins or Marshawn Lattimore. So that's really my opinion there. And to me, I do think that when looking at this, Kirkpatrick is a guy that I would like the Saints to pick up, along with some other defensive linemen as well. And I, I do think that he would be a plus player to add to the Saints. And to me, that's really great, but I would get a defensive lineman instead of him or any other corner, because I, I do think that defensive line could be used a little more, especially if no one gets hurt. Like, you can have that third defensive lineman really play in a good rotation, whether it's Clowney, Griffin, or some other guys, Gianza. Like, I, I think they could make a more of an impact, even with everybody healthy, when really a third corner, like, if everyone's healthy, he ain't playing. And, and maybe they can add both of those guys, and that would be great, and I would love to add both of those guys, but I think a defensive lineman is kind of your top priority right now. Also, I do think that you can add a really impact defensive lineman and you can't add that same level of player at the cornerback. You can add a solid average player, but you can't add that Jadavion Clowney type player. So to me, that also gives the defensive line a step up. And I saw a lot of things going around on Twitter about like, would you rather have Griffin and a guy like Kirkpatrick or would you rather have Clowney? To me, that's very interesting. Like if the Saints can get and have enough money to get both of those position filled, you got to go for it depending on who it is, obviously, but you got to go for it if it's going to be like Griffin and Kirkpatrick or maybe Ziggy Anza and Kirkpatrick. I'm definitely down for that. Now, obviously, if you only have the room for one position, I go out and get Clowney. I go out and get Griffin. But if you can get both, go and get both. And that's going to be really interesting to see. And to me, I do think that the Saints are more likely to add a defensive lineman. And then if need be, they're going to go in and trade for that cornerback if they need it. Like, that was the whole thing with 2018. Like, they need the cornerback. They went out and get him. Like, right now, that player, that third cornerback, is really going to be taking up space unless he can play special teams. Like, if he can't play special teams, that's a roster spot that's basically just being wasted away on game day. And to me, that's something that you really don't want to do. You're only going to get that third corner if you need it. And I do think that, look, if you have a long injury where you see a Lattimore or a Jenkins be out for 10 games or maybe longer than that, you're going to see them kind of get a guy and acquire a guy. But like right now, if you can go out and get a clowny type guy, you're going to get him over a role player in Kirkpatrick. But like if you can get both, go get both. But that's just kind of my opinion right now. I do think that cornerback ranks second. Like I'd rather see the Saints get Kirkpatrick than to see them get another receiver like a guy like Paul Richardson or maybe Josh Gordon, whatever it is, I'd rather see them get a cornerback than a receiver. And that's just kind of what I'm thinking there. So really, it's defensive lineman, cornerback, and then wide receiver or any other position. And I'm hoping that the Saints could add one player, maybe two players. It's going to be really interesting because it seems like that the rosters may get moved back. And it seems like maybe only 75 players are going to be invited to training camp. And then that's obviously not the best because then you have to cut players to then even get to that 75-man roster. So you're probably not going to want to add guys to a roster that's already getting smaller. So again, it's going to be a lot of give and take. We're going to see what happens here. But again, just to hear that the Saints are kind of being named and being paired with guys that are still in free agency is a great sign. And definitely would love to see these guys in the black and gold for the Saints to give them really great depth heading into this win-now 2020 season. But... I think with all that said, it is time to wrap up this podcast. If you like what we're doing here at the Houdat Discussion and haven't followed all our social media platforms, you can follow us on Twitter, as I said earlier in the episode, at the Houdat Dis, and then me personally on Twitter, at Andrew Galata. Then also on Instagram, you can follow the podcast at Houdat Discussion. Also, definitely subscribe to the Houdat Discussion 
YouTube channel, hit that thumbs up button, and then definitely leave a comment on all the videos. We've been doing film studies, and I hope to expand that in the future as well. There's going to be a film study coming out shortly on James Winston. I'm currently editing that, and that will be up shortly. And sorry for the delay there, how it's been kind of a pretty big gap between videos. So we're definitely going to get that out as soon as possible. And also, just one more quick thing. I haven't said this in a while on podcasts, but definitely send the Houdat Nation fan questions. I love answering you guys' questions, and it seems like you guys definitely have some questions. And look, right now, it's a time for questions. And obviously, kind of in a down period, in a low period. So I definitely want to hear what you guys got to say. Like, what are your questions? What are you thinking about for the Saints roster? What are you thinking about football? Like, definitely want to hear what you guys have to say. I want to hear all your comments. So definitely on all of our social media. So ask questions. They'll be answered on the show. And I just really love that segment. It's one of my favorite segments. So definitely ask if you guys have anything on your mind about Saints, about football, about sports. Definitely just ask. But I think that's all I have for you guys on this podcast. So I just want to say thank you for listening. Run it back. And who dat?